thanks so much for uh, listening. This will be the place where I'm going to post different interviews of people that I've met in my life that are interesting, that have stories to share, and maybe have changed my perspective on the way that I live my life. And the first person that I would like to share with you guys and their story is a person that I met last year while I was in South Africa on business. Actually, I went down there to help launch an uncensored talk radio channel and they were holding live auditions on the air and during one of those auditions i met my friend simba so when i where i met you was i was doing the live auditions at cliffcentral.com with gareth i don't know these people they're coming in the door i never met them before they had a huge response like a thousand two thousand people wanted to get shows with this channel and one of the people that showed up was this guy named simba and I walk, and he walked to the door, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And um, <laughs> you were you were good enough where I said, "No, I like this guy." I'm gonna, and I kept Simba on with me for like an hour until they made me kick him off the air. Yeah, they said, "Get up now." But I was interviewing crazy people, bro, like potions. And this, I'm crazy. This fucking I mean, broad came in, and she was talking about how she uses potions on her boyfriend to try and make her love him, and and oh, like yeah, she goes speed dating. Oh one. yeah, she goes speed dating, and and she tries to put potions in their drinks. I met like these twins who are these chefs on a yacht, and drunk Ron who came in off the street one day. This guy was a maniac. Oh, yeah. He just didn't know where he was. Yeah. He was drunk from the night before, and he stumbled in, and we <laughs> put him on air. It was great. I don't know whatever happened to him. He's probably dead. Oh, probably. He's probably still drunk. And the thing that was interesting with you is when when you walked in, you can't see, but Simba has albinism. And albinism is, what what is it? Yeah, it's a genetic lack of pigmentation in the skin. You know, there's, there's different versions of it, apparently. I don't know which version I've got. <laughs> so, you know, most people would say, instead of saying albinism, the incorrect term, the majority of people, you say you're an albino which I don't agree with because now you put me in a box saying that I'm not human. So, you know, it's just albinism. It's just a, I say, it's just a deficiency, lack of pigmentation. So yeah, that's what I've got. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm sure Jim just saw this large white man walking there and he's like, what the fuck? I was like, who the here? fuck? Well, Simba, you're, you're a big guy too. You walked down, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, what's interesting to me is because I know that down in African cultures, a lot of these communities, rural communities, especially in like Tanzania, yeah, they're, it's bad there. It's bad, mm -hmm. right? How do they treat people with albinism in these villages? Oh, they, they hunt them down, hack them up, sell body parts for uh, witchcraft. Uh, wow. But so it's different in each region of Africa. In some parts of Africa, I'm considered lucky. So if I talk to you or touch your money, you know, in some way, uh, you will be now, how I say, more fortunate or you'll be more inclined to get things and other the cultures, they just want my parts to make this powerful potion. So it's quite a, a different thing up and down. Depends which part of Africa. Some people actually think you're lucky. So, yes. And then other people want to hack off pieces of you and make potions out of you and shit. Yes, because we are that powerful ingredient. One toe, <laughs> one finger. You'll be rich. You my crazy well, You know, it's just one of the things right. they look at you like, shit. My witch doctor told me if I get a toe. All you need <laughs> is a small albino child's fucking toe. Exactly. You know, I once wanted to go to Tanzania and uh, I was told, you know, yes, you're going into the, you know, the congested area, the city, it's safe, but still they might take you to the bush and chop you up. Wow. So they, you know, you know, suggested that you get security. I'm thinking, nah, I've got to pay someone because some idiot thinks my finger is going to make him rich or, you know, <laughs> use it to kill his wife off or, you know, 
Oh send my God. magical spirits to his enemy. Did you have to buy security or no? No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't even go. I was just like, uh, it's not. I mean, there was even a job I was supposed to get, you know, and I was told the company didn't want to hire me based on that security risk. Right. So you have to get like albinism insurance. I already bought a vacation and now I got to get fucking insurance, like exactly. security. Like, uh, and who's paying for that? It's one of the challenges that you live with, you know, it's quite interesting. When, when you grew up, when did you realize that you were different? Okay. I would say probably first grade, you know, grade one, first grade in school. That's when you realize it uh, the most, because that's when kids are at that point where they're very, you know, observant, you know, the mo most memories is from then. Cause that's when, you know, the bullying and teasing started. And that's when I made decisions. You either bullied or you bully. And yeah, I would like to apologize to all the people who are beat up and uh, bullied <laughs> throughout the years, <laughs> if I can't say that now. Uh, but yeah, I became a bully as a survival mechanism. So if, if you if you teased me, I'll beat the shit out of you, literally. <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I, was, I was that guy. I was like, don't even point at him. Don't point. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get you. <laughs> so it was a survival mechanism. I got very violent. <laughs> you made this conscious decision. I'm going to go on the attack and become ultra aggressive, right? And really exactly. like begin to fight. So how long did that go on for you when you were like that? How, wow. how a long time? I mean, through high school. I mean, in high school, I even had a gang. What? <laughs> I, yeah, I was, I, was, I was full on bullying. I was like, it was bad. You know, in the end, it became who like a part of me. So my temper as well was pretty bad. I mean, it's taken obviously through maturity. You're like, okay, you don't need your fists for everything. So. I mean, I mean, the best fight I ever had, I mean, I was in a fight with four guys and they came out short. They came out short. Really? I, I was the one who walked out of that fight. Yeah, so I was quite a... Um, this was a gang fight you were in with four other not, guys? Well, not a, it's not a gang fight. It was just a, a high school, you know, uh, beef brawl type of thing. What happened? Yeah, type of beef thing. One of the guys stepped oh, to you or some says something dumb? Exactly. You know, it started, you know, going at me for, you know, being looking different if you can say well, i don't know what what normal looks like nowadays <laughs> but yeah he came at me for that so it was actually it was supposed to be a trap so they sent him obviously then i would go in and then the other three would come and you know get me from the back but i used to have a chain in my pocket so i put i used to i just put my hand in the pocket wrapped the chain around my fist and then it was boom 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 it was easier i mean it was three against one really the way it advantage yeah, but I mean, it was just basically teasing that went too far and, you know, my temper got out of hand and... Did you get arrested for yeah. that? No, most of the times the guys I fought were, old, were, were older than me. So, it, you know, at one point of my high school, it became very lucrative. So the seniors would come and pay me to beat up another senior. So <laughs> that way, if a senior gets beaten up by junior, there's no way a senior is going to go report it to the principal and say, <laughs> it's, 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 it's hush. But if a senior beats up a senior, you know, he's going to run, yeah, that guy's beating me up, you know, then that guy's in detention or, you know, suspension type of thing. So in a way, I, I, I was charging. Yeah, Jim? <laughs> so you were taking contract work. <laughs> You were taking like contract hit work in high school. That's what it was. That's funny, man. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, more like beat up work. Yeah. Enforcer. And you know, I realized that was my outlet. Yeah, basically that, that, that angry side of me, that violent side, that was me lashing out at society. That's the only way I, I mean, just obviously no one wants to be picked on or anything. So 
instead of me, I don't know, maybe my outlet, <laughs> instead of me getting a gun and going to shoot everybody, I just beat you up, you know? Let you live. A few bruises, it's fine. Make you stronger. <laughs> and that lasted through high school, huh? Yeah, through high school. Went through high school. Wow, man. You know? How did you get out of it? What made you leave that kind of violent lifestyle behind? I think it's when I started finding out who I was, as I got older, I got, um, you know, more handsome <laughs> for the ladies or she gave me attention. I think the ladies calmed me down. <laughs> oh, really? Nothing like a little good pussy will go a long way. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, because you started behaving like a gentleman now. I wasn't like a brawler no more, you know, started dressing nicely, you know, coming down, you know, talking through situations like, you know. Did you grow up outside of Joburg? In and around. So, I mean, my high school was three parts of of or two parts of Joburg and one part in Swaziland. So I don't know if you know Swaziland. It's a little kingdom which is landlocked within South Africa. So you went to you went to high school in Swaziland. Yeah. Whoa, that's different. So like so for those that don't know, Swaziland yes. is literally there's a monarch there. I think he's the last African monarch, isn't he? He it's a small little <laughs> kingdom that's that's surrounded by South Africa, and and they have like some weird laws. And yes. It's almost Very kind weird. of like a, I mean, but it's, a North Korean-like society in a sense. Not as bad. And but, but they're happy. <laughs> like against homosexuals. There's like horrible rules against them. Yes, yes, yes. So when you were there in Swaziland, I would assume having albinism that they didn't make your stay so friendly. No. They're very open-minded to things like that. I mean, in terms of in their culture, it wasn't perceived as hack him, hack her arm off and be rich. I had a good time in Swaziland. I mean, Swaziland, I went to a school called uh, Waterford. This is a school that Mandela's kids went to. Oh, wow. During apartheid, the the, the king, the monarchy, the, uh, the king, his father gave this land to the school and like it was given and said, this is where all kids can come learn together because they, they were not about that whole apartheid, you know, segregation, blacks, whites, uh, nonsense. During apartheid in the 60s and 70s and, and, and 80s, a lot of uh, yeah, Nelson Mandela's, yeah, a lot of those people, when the um, the whites were in control of South Africa, a lot of Nelson Mandela and these freedom fighters, they went to like Swaziland and other countries Zimbabwe, outside. Malawi, Botswana. Yes, they went to all the neighboring states. Yeah, they, they fled to those neighboring states and they lived there while still trying to cause change in South Africa. 100%. So, so Swaziland was good for you. I mean, the challenges were the same as me being here in South Africa. So maybe that's why I, I, I don't see it as it was rougher or, you know, nicer. It was just the same transition. It was the same type of thing. It wasn't like me probably going to East Africa where, uh, like Tanzania, where now I have to hide underneath a bed when I sleep because someone might try to cut my toe. So I would say Swaziland was good as well as South Africa. I think, I think maybe my mind is, fuck, is, is messed up. It's the witchcraft industry, and they pay big bucks. It's the same it's dickheads that are trying to kill, you know, elephants and 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 take their thing for make their dick hard. Exactly. Like I said before, when I was interviewing that woman, especially in rural areas, there's still this very strong witchcraft thing. Very, very strong. Even in I, I was reading online the other day, there was a, this this documented case in Tanzania where these. These sick individuals, these albino hunters, they were called albinism hunters. Oh wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. You can say that word. Yeah, this care. was in 2008. <laughs> they went into a village in Tanzania and they found this 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 small child with albinism, and they chopped his arm off, and they sold the arm for like thousands of fucking dollars. 
that's the type of market that's there. I was like, oh my God, bro. Exactly. It's bad, Jim. Yeah, and, and this was in 2008. This just happened recently. Uh, these kids are now forced to live in like concentration camp. A concentration so they, camp? They round up all the kids with albinism mm -hmm. and they say, it's, it's more like a concentration camp because this is where all these kids with albinism have to live now. You know, they all hiding there, they all go to school there. Uh, there's an Instagram page that they have even, my wife follows it, where these kids, they all have urbanism and their parents have left them there because it's safer there than at home, which is crazy. I mean, as a child now, you have to live in a, like, like what I would say, like a gated village or some sort, like it's got high walls, security, and that's all they ever see. They see each other because going outside is too dangerous. So imagine as a parent now, you're like, oh, my child, I need to leave you here because some, some idiot believes your finger, your arm, or your ears will create this magical potion that will change his world. Right, you're breaking up a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, you it, know, it, like, it, my it's... heart goes out to them, you know, because I'm, I'm fortunate. I mean, I'm a, I can walk. Right, because there's people that have major impairments when it comes to albinism. Some people have, like, difficulty seeing, and then and then there's other people that have, yes. like... Lesions. Because, yeah, lesions, too, because the African sun is so bright. And you lack so much yes. melanin that you, I mean, you have to really be careful with the sun. You could get cancers very easily. Yeah. So they can't, I mean, like for myself, I don't have an issue. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, wear obviously long sleeve shirts, I put on sunblock, you know, just that alone. Forget the hat or the, or the, or the long sleeve shirt to protect yourself from the sun. The sunblock is quite expensive. The good stuff, I mean. Yeah, some... the good shit, like the NASA shit that the astronauts use. You need like a thousand block. A lot of people can't afford that stuff, and that's the problem. So mm. they suffer, you know. And it's it's a, it's a money thing at the end, you know. The world. If you don't have money, you're in trouble. Yo, it's 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 so sad that like those kids that you were talking about in Tanzania, they have to live in fear in compounds, locked away from everyone else when they should be out there trying to gain acceptance. You know, especially as a teenager. I was already fucked up as a teenager. I was out of my mind trying to figure out like who the hell I was, you know? And then you add a, a thing like Albert to the mix. I would have killed myself. There's no way I would have made it through teen. I would have made it through high school, bro. No yeah. fucking way. No way, man. It would have been impossible. No. I have to commend you, bro, for growing up to be such a good guy. You had to deal probably with so many things that nobody in their right mind would have to deal with. I, I still deal with that shit daily. That's the thing. It's like you just it just changes. The challenges just change. I mean, like, let's say for now, I had the high school thing. Now in the workplace, it's the same challenges where people look at you and think you can't do the job, which is ridiculous. It's such garbage. How many people have albinism in South Africa? Is it high or like what? I think we're the new super species. You know, we're the new, <laughs> I think we're the new, I would say new race, because there's a lot of us now, man. I mean, you guys are going to be outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming for us. <laughs> you're going yeah, to have your own you gang. Guys, man. Like the 4400, remember that scene? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like 4400. Oh my God. <laughs> That's funny, man. You got a good sense of humor about it, though. Nah, I do. I know that there's like there was some model. There's, isn't there like some South African model that that that's very popular now? Yeah, I think yeah, uh, yeah. Way, yes. And have you met her? Yeah, I have once. Is she hot? Nah, I've seen hotter. I've seen hotter <laughs> albino girls before. <laughs> she just got lucky. She's not hot. No, she's not. I don't. I don't think she's hot. I just think you should you should get lucky because she got she should have been first. Remember. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you if you best first. The, people always remember the first one. That's yeah, it. exactly. So there's there's harder ones out there, man. You know, so, yeah. So like I I started modeling as well. Did I tell you? Oh no, you're doing modeling. Hey, Jim. That's cool, yeah. man. 
Yeah, I'm selling my body. I'm selling my body for money. You know? Hell yeah. Legal prostitution. Legal. Hey, dude, if you if you got it, <laughs> dish it up. What, you got an agent and everything like that or what? Are you doing porn or no? Yeah, I've got everything. Porn? Nah, not that. Uh... Man. My, wife will, my wife will kill me. She's like, no sharing. No, no, no sharing. <laughs> keep, your head, keep, your, keep your other head in your pants. Exactly. She's like, nah, that's not going on. No. But I mean, yeah, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got like an agency as well representing me. But, you know, it, it's a tough industry because I'm different. So I, they can send my, 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 my CV or the com card out and say, this is the guy. But if the client isn't open-minded and thinking, okay, let's use, oh, maybe it's going to chase away our... So it's different. It's, you know, it's a mindset thing. It's changing people's mindsets and saying, hey, this is actually normal. This is the new superhuman. I mean, the fuck, you know, who can, who can say they're white and black at the same time? Nobody. <laughs> I can, you know? You're an Oreo cream, but you're cream on the outside. You're like the, the perfect Oreo. Yeah, when I fill in those bank application forms, depending on how much money I want, you know, if I want a lot of money, I say I'm white because they, <laughs> you know, they give preferential treatment to white people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it. If I want, if I just, if I just want like a, you know, just a normal check account, I click black, you know, but who's, who are they to judge me when I get them like, but you said white. I'm like, open your eyes. <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> So, you know, so when you look in the mirror, what do you see? You see an African man, right? Nah, not really. I see a white guy. You but see a white I guy? Downstairs, when I look downstairs, I'm like, yeah, you black. Ah! No, I see a black guy. BBC, but it's white. Yeah, you got, you got, you got the black part in the right <laughs> yeah, area. Yeah, in the right areas. No, but when I look in the mirror, that's a good that question. When I look in the mirror, what do I see? I, I just see, I see me, I see a human. I just see myself. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I've never actually thought about that, but I see a black guy, white guy. Very difficult. Good question. Give me some. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you some time and you can write an essay I've about never, it. I've never, I've never, yeah, I'll tweet it to you. I'll tweet. Jim, what I see in the mirror is. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's quite interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting for me to, to, because I, I never met anybody like you. And I wish I could say that, you know, I had a huge black cock. I so wish <laughs> that I could say that. And, 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 you know, like, I'm a white Just guy. Say it. I've measured. We've all measured. There's not one guy who's never measured. That's oh, yeah. Everybody measures, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. If you don't measure, you're not a real man. I got exactly. to take measure. You need to know what you got. And shortly after that, unfortunately, the audio got really bad, and we had to stop. But I could talk to my friend Simba forever. He's a good guy. And it's those people that you know deal with such adversity in their lives, and they're able to just say, fuck it, and keep going, that I gain the most inspiration from. And he's a real inspirational guy, and he's a really good friend, and I hope to be doing more things with him in the future. Thanks so much, Simba. You're the man, brother. You know, and if you like this, please share it with somebody, a friend, a family member, whoever. And I would greatly appreciate that. And maybe Simba's story can help uh, someone else out. You know, you never know. Pay it forward, right? Or something like that. Till next time. Thanks a lot. This is Jim. Peace. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yo, you're gonna make my beef stink. Yo, you're 